History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll, with Kathleen and Brian Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian are here to discuss current events from a biblical worldview and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. Welcome today. Maybe some of you heard about the Health Freedom Conference in Tulsa, Oklahoma that took place recently, April 16th and 17th, where the, um, there was an amazing array of speakers, including General Michael Flynn, Attorney Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood, Mike Lindell of My Pillow, Dr. Simone Gold of America's Frontline Doctors, and our guest today, Dr. Jim Meehan. He's a medical doctor and health freedom advocate in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know, Brian and I weren't able to attend. We wanted to, but we watched some of the speeches online. And if you want to be informed and inspired, go online and watch some of this conference. There's going to be another Health Freedom Conference June 16th through 19th in Tulsa, Oklahoma as well. So we are very honored to have Dr. Jim Meehan here with us today. And by the way, you can go to his website to find out more about his practice, about how to listen to the conference and attend the one coming up. The address is meanmd.com that's meanmd m-e-e-h-a-n-m-d.com it's going to be a great program just a quick background dr mean grew up in tulsa but then he attended west point military academy came back to oklahoma for med school and from there became a top 10 ranked ophthalmology resident at the john cochran va medical center and a surgeon But in his practice, and we're going to talk about this today, he began to recognize many people suffering from chronic diseases were mistreated or mismanaged or even made worse by a pill-for-every-ill medical model. That's an industry I used to work in, big pharma. He went back to school and studied more about functional and preventive medicine and now has a thriving practice helping treat and educate patients how to take control of their own health and strengthen their immune systems. Welcome, Dr. Meehan, and thanks for being with us today. Oh, it's so great to be with both of you. I just love to gather with brothers and sisters in Christ and and uh, try to speak some truth in this Orwellian dystopian nightmare we're living in right <laughs> now. Absolutely. Really you know, I was really impressed by your speech at the Health Freedom Conference. Your topic, one of them, was uh, pointing out how wearing masks are hurting children. And we're just really fighting this here in California. We have a tyrannical governor, a lot worse than a lot of the states. Uh, He's keeping the masks on the kids. And and you have this excellent resource on your website, 10 Top Reasons Why Masks Are Not Helpful and Harmful. And so we've been using that. And so thank you for that. Uh, Just So tell us more what's going on in Oklahoma, because we mostly know what's going on in California, of course. So as far as mass and health freedom and, the, you know, all that. Yeah, well, just, I mean, I, I think there's so many experiments on the human population during this pandemic that have to be addressed, have to be, you know, countered because they are not based in science. 
masking healthy individuals of the population is one of those experiments that has absolutely no basis in science. And on my website, mehanmd.com, uh, not only do you, can you find the top 10 reasons why you shouldn't wear a mask, but there's an even larger, more comprehensive document where I have um, outlined all of the the high-level science that says why we should not wear masks, the 17 reasons or, or mechanisms through which masks can be harmful. And um, I've even uh, evaluated the science that the CDC and others are using to try to support their false narrative. But the bottom line is children are being harmed. Um, the, the population is being harmed by wearing masks. It's one of the worst things that you could possibly do in the midst of a pandemic of this nature. I know that sounds contrary to what everyone is being told, but we have a hundred years of science that say that not only do masks, are, are they incapable of inhibiting respiratory virus transmission, but they are well known for their harmful effects. And, and what we are seeing is we, there's no benefit and the harmful effects are being ignored. So uh, is it any I mean, freer in Oklahoma? I mean, are they, they don't, do they have a mask mandate? Uh, yeah. When you go yeah. in a, when you go in a restaurant or a store in Tulsa, are you still required to wear a mask? Yes. So we have a, we have a, a little tyrant that's running our city that, um, that mandated masks. And of course, what they're doing is they coerce businesses, they harass and threaten businesses to to enforce that policy. I will tell you that many Oklahomans are free-minded, critical thinkers that are not complying. But one place that you they are, it's children that are are having a difficult time, and their parents, um, uh, the the superintendents of schools are little autocrats and bureaucrats that are forcing this unnecessary, harmful. Um, and medical intervention on children, and you, they just can't get around it. I mean, um, we're getting ready to speak in Edmond, Oklahoma, where um, this this kind of dystopian situation is playing itself out, where uh, children are being abused by teachers that tape masks to their face. Oh, no. And um, they're getting ra- yeah, rashes on their face. They're getting eczema. They're getting... They're getting more mouth infections. Teeth, yeah, that's a dental lot of decay, and all these things. You know, we heard about a an example in Arizona, a small little town where the parents just went to the school board. They did not leave until the, the, the school board decided to lift the mass mandate. And, and I think they even replaced this. Yeah. Board. The school board resigned and they were replaced on the spot. Right, on it's, the hard, spot. it's harder to do in bigger <laughs> cities, but we wish they could, but I want to move on to another related topic, Dr. Meehan, and that is Mm -hmm. you and many others, America's frontline doctors, physicians for informed consent, you really are going against the official narrative of the corporate press, as you say, and the CDC. And you mentioned on your your website about a treatment protocol, an early treatment protocol for COVID that is being used by your patients, I believe, nationwide. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, we have found throughout this pandemic that there are some repurposed medications like hydroxychloroquine and especially now ivermectin is the is the real game changer. Uh, it's probably one of the most powerful antivirals that we've ever found. Ivermectin is a um, 40-year-old antiparasitic drug. It treats parasites. We use it in children as young as six months of age for things like scabies, head lice, and intestinal parasites. It's, it's saved you know, 
millions of lives in the world over the last 40 years. But it's um, it was also found to be very potent in inhibiting and blocking the SARS-CoV-2 virus from binding to the ACE2 receptor, to infecting cells. Um, it has been shown in, in 27 randomized controlled trials. We have tremendous science, Brian, that is showing that the ivermectin blocks the virus, decreases mortality by 76%. Um, when it's used in early and even late treatment of COVID-19. Now, let me compare that to what the FDA approved, a drug called remdesivir. It costs $3,200 um, for a five-day course of remdesivir. It's being used in most of our hospitals in the United States. Now, it doesn't reduce mortality at all. In fact, it's such a failed drug that the World Health Organization removed it as a recommendation because of its inability to decrease hospital time or reduce mortality. But it's, you know, it's funded by George Soros. It's Anthony Fauci has a conflict of interest. He's, he's receiving money from Gilead Pharmaceuticals. And that's where we find ourselves is we find that politics and money are, are ruling the roost in this, in this time in history. Um, and, and I want to know when, diverted. yeah, when are these people that are costing lives they are i mean they're 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 you know people are dying because of them can be called crim- when are they going behavior? to be called to yep. account i want anthony fauci to be prosecuted yeah. i mean he's this is the million dollar question this is the billion dollar question we've lost you know um we've 90 percent of all the lives lost in the united states could have probably been saved yeah, if, if we would have been um, broadcasting from the public health pulpits the information about the critical importance of vitamin D levels, of, of vitamin C, zinc, quercetin, melatonin, baby aspirin to offset the the and um, the coagulopathies, the clotting disorders that yeah. the virus causes, <clears throat> and ivermectin and, and hydroxychloroquine. These drugs are low cost, very safe, safe enough to be over the counter in most countries of the world safe enough to give to six-month-old children ivermectin is and and it 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 reduces infections by about 88 percent based on three highest level of medical evidence meta-analyses conducted by dr tess laurie and dr andrew hill that says ivermectin is the most effective medication that we have for the treatment of COVID-19. And yet when you go to Google and you Google Google anything about it, about American frontline doctors or whatever, they say, oh, they are misinforming people. They are... You can hardly even get to the site, for example, to America's... I don't know if you've... I don't know if you've had that problem with meandmd.com. I hope not. But if you try to go to americasfrontlinedoctors.org, Google will put up dozens of negative articles before you can even probably dig out Try to try to get where so you're going to. So that's a crime too. That's really it a crime. Is. I mean, it, the censorship of Dr. Simone Gold's, you know, important voice, Dr. Pierre Corey's um, from America's or, uh, Frontline Critical Care Alliance, FLCCC.net is a great website to learn more about the benefits of ivermectin. These are, you know, they, there are there are literally tens of thousands of physicians and scientists all over the world that are trying to engage in this debate and we're being censored. I was kicked off Facebook and Twitter. Um, the censorship, the tools of the tyrants right now are censorship. And we are, we are in a, you know, a, a totalitarianism takeover in which the um, scientific debate is being silenced 
and the public is being deprived of important information. They're not. They're being deprived of op- options. And it's not a day goes by that I don't hear a patient hear from a patient that tells me, you know, they were they were symptomatic and diagnosed with COVID-19, and their doctor said, well, we have nothing for you. All you can do is go home and quarantine until you can't breathe and then go to the hospital. And some people think that those doctors should be prosecuted for malpractice. I mean, because yeah. Except that's it what, is. Except that's just, what your primary care doctor said, pretty much. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, but, it's time for a break now. We have so much to talk about. We're talking with Dr. Jim Meehan. MD of Tulsa, Oklahoma, about health freedom, about this whole COVID mess, informed consent, and we're going to be right back. Lots more to talk about. There is more Biblical Citizens. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizens. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. Welcome back, Biblical Citizens. We are speaking with Dr. Jim Meehan, MD, who successfully treats COVID and other viral illnesses with early treatments. He practices functional and preventative medicine. He helps people take control of their own health, get back to natural instead of synthetic solutions to illness. And he's really telling us a lot of the... Uh, the data that is not correct with the medical establishment narrative. And so, Dr. Meehan, I think it's really interesting how you came to be an advocate for informed consent, which you really are, and I'm really impressed with that, uh, because that's under attack, and that you're, you know, you came to question the medical narrative pretty early on in your career, didn't you? Tell us about that. Yeah, well, I, early in my career, I was a I was a medical editor for a medical journal. So I would read medical research and evaluate it um, for its um, you know possible contribution to scientific knowledge and as published in our medical journals. And in that process, um, I had two two journal articles that came to my desk same time as kind of a god thing as I look back on it. Um, two completely separate, one from Italy, one from the west coast of the United States, that were both associating retinal hemorrhages in young children that were strongly correlated and associated with vaccinations delivered to children. And I had seen, so this this bleeding in the back of children's eyes really? was uh, often associated or considered a cardinal sign for shaken baby syndrome or child abuse. I had, I had probably evaluated as a as a um, ophthalmology resident in the hospital, 24 some odd children, where they had this bleeding in the back of the eye, I would come down, dilate the child's eyes, evaluate that, and almost every time they would they would immediately assume that it was shaken baby syndrome, and the, the you know um, DHS would be called in, the child would be removed from the parents, and yet I was questioning the parents, I was doing a physical exam on the child, I see no bruising, no um, tissue damage that would suggest that there was shaken baby syndrome. But these two journal articles were saying, we see a very strong correlation with that bleeding in the back of the child's eye with the 12-month battery of vaccinations that children receive. Um, characteristically in that is the MMR vaccine. And there was we, there was um, compelling science in both of these articles, independent institutions saying, you know, there's we think that this MMR vaccine may be causing a retinal vasculitis and a whole body vasculitis, in fact. And so I thought that was really compelling. It went, went against the medical teaching and the dogma 
for what causes this type of bleeding in the back of children's eyes. And I um, recommend them both for publication in the journal, and it was denied. Uh, both articles were denied, and that was the first time I'd ever had any of my journal articles denied for publication when they were so clearly compelling, important contribution to the scientific literature. So I went and met with the senior editor and I to, and asked to understand why they were not going to be published. And he said, Jim, you don't understand how the game is played. He said, if, if we were to publish this in our medical journal, um, we would you would be fired, I would be fired, you know, and, and I said, what, why? What is the purpose of that? And it said, because Merck is a ma the makers of the MMR vaccine are a major donor to this university. And I just, I just sat back in my chair. I could not believe that that's how medical research is being conducted. And, and it's, that is how medical research and uh, the negative bias against any kind of studies that, you know, point some que or question the pharmaceutical industry's drugs and vaccines, and and it was just a you know it was a an awakening moment for yeah, me. Yeah, that would have been an eye opener. That's wow. a, that's could you just, be more clear? That's incredible. I mean, yeah, incre yeah. very believe. I totally. Ble I used to work in big pharma for Eli Lilly and company, so I totally believe. Long time it. ago. I, yeah, it's yep. been a while, but it hasn't it hasn't changed that much. Probably it's no, gotten, gotten got, a little worse. They've it's gotten, gotten a little, more, little more, little more brazen. Perhaps, more dominant but, over the CDC and the FDA, yeah. and and they're, they're just was, captured. Was that kind of the turning point where you decided? To I need to study some more about uh, maybe ways of taking care of patients besides or in addition to pharmaceuticals. Yeah, I mean it, it definitely was. It was a it was a it, that was the beginning. It was a continuous process. God sure. kept nudging me in this direction. Yeah. He kept you know I kept I was paid a lot of money to treat the end stages of disease, to use a laser to treat a diabetic retina, but nothing to prevent it. You know, and and I went into medicine to you know, to prevent disease, to right. promote wellness. Yeah. And, and so I just, you know, I, I figured out that the whole system is set up to treat the end stages of disease, not to prevent it because there's no money in prevention. You know, um, we're not yeah. reimbursed for preventing disease. Right. We're reimbursed to treat it with, you know, chemotherapy and expensive diagnostics and surgical procedures. And that's not serving the public interest. That's not what doctors should be doing. We should be focusing on prevention. So I, I just, you know, continued my studying. I've, I've trained in preventive medicine, functional medicine, integrative medicine, um, addiction. You know, I just love learning. And I've just continued to learn throughout my 20 years career and I've learned a better way, a way that isn't just a pill for every ill. That's wonderful. And I, I, I am a member of Physicians for Informed Consent, and the, the, the informed consent is just not there when it comes to vaccines. Mm -hmm. And I even, you even say on your website, when the doctor is a bully and threatening, something is definitely wrong because... Uh, didn't We're getting you threatened by employers. We're getting threatened by all sorts of people trying to coerce people into taking away their free choice of right, whether to get vaccinated little children or not. don't have yeah. a choice they're, yeah. they're, they can't go to school here in california and there's no exemptions even for uh religion or medical right. even and right the the, the heavy-handedness of the medical establishment is just horrendous and well, they, I'm, you know, I'm against that <laughs> yeah we have just, to be everybody has got to rise against this kind of um coercion it's it's one of the most you mentioned informed consent and that was another you know eye-opening moment in my in my life was when my my grandson was born some uh, seven years ago 
and um, my daughter's still kind of groggy from the anesthesia after a C-section. You know, the nurse comes in and puts a clipboard in front of her, front of her and says, here, sign this. And uh, I happen to be there, and I, I, you know, I'm an expert in, in medical ethics, and uh, I, I used to teach that in medical school to the physician assistant program. Hmm. And so I'm, I'm sitting here watching this. This is not what you do. You don't put a, a, a legal document in front of a, uh, you know, a patient that's still under the effects of anesthesia, and you say, just sign it. You know, it's, where's the information? What are we doing? And so I asked, what are you doing? What is this for? And she said it was for the hepatitis B vaccine. And I said, well, there's no indication for the hepatitis B vaccine. We knew all mothers are tested for hepatitis B. If they're not positive, then the child doesn't. There's no indication for the hepatitis B vaccine. So I said, well, we're, you know, we're not only are we not going to take that vaccine because there's no indication for it, but let me tell you what you're doing is not informed consent. That is not how we do this in medicine. And so I gave them a little um, course on informed consent, her and her supervisor, and, and it just made me really realize how insidious this is another form of coercion, you know, depriving um, thinking human beings of the risk benefit analysis, the Nuremberg Code of informed consent that we should all be adhering to. We should be told what are the risks, what are the benefits, um, what are the alternatives of this vaccination? Let's, you know, look at COVID-19 vaccines. How many of these people that are receiving the COVID-19 vaccine are being told that young people are dying, that the adverse event rate is higher than anything that we've ever seen before? How many people are truly being informed of the risks of this experimental vaccine that has been warp speeded into the human population and amounts to you know, a, a human experimentation, illegal, unethical human experimentation on the on the on the population, we are literally being turned into guinea pigs, and then we have this um, lack of transparency. I don't think the public has any idea how um, many people are being harmed by these vaccines. Right, and by the way, yeah. you can't you can't um, sue the manufacturers. Right, yeah. you can't collect on life insurance policies. If you die from a COVID nineteen vaccine, your life insurance will not pay for it because you received an experimental vaccine. Oh wow, I, I'm not sure people knew that. No, people people don't know yeah. the difference between emergency authorization and FDA approved or FDA cleared. They don't understand that difference. That, That's right. But, yeah. but so, what can people do to insist on informed consent? They, you know, I made a questionnaire out for my doctor. He didn't know the answers. I I asked him. You know, what are the risks versus the benefits? Of the and COVID I gave him plenty vaccine. of time right, to right. prepare. He did not know. He didn't even know the death rate for COVID. But but you have a list of questions that you recommend that people ask, right? That's yeah, one thing I do. they can well, do. First and foremost, I, I think you have got to do your own research ahead of time because your doctors are very often got, not going to know the risks. They they are so indoctrinated. In medical school, we we receive you know about two hours of vaccine instruction. Really, and, that, and that two hours is really and the testing that goes on afterwards. You know, it's we're all just studying for the test. Um, and that it's all about memorizing the CDC vaccination schedule. It's not about, you know, the adjuvants, the aluminum that's in the vaccines, the, the various ingredients and preservatives. It's, nobody tells you about the aborted fetal cell lines that are used as a manufacturing substrate for many of the childhood vaccines. You don't learn any of that in medical school. And I have debated um, pediatricians in New York and all over the country 
Um, and I have found that they are, are negligently ignorant of the ingredients and the risks of the vaccinations that they're providing. Well, Same there you thing have with it. the masks. You know, yeah. it's just like they don't know the science. They have it. They have lazily disregarded doing their own research. They're simply, you know, um, following the pharmaceutical marketing brochures as their primary source of information. And and when we allow you know, an industry that is as big and powerful and nefarious that has quite honestly manipulated um, preclinical trials to put dangerous drugs onto the market like Merck's Vioxx so many years ago that, that killed, you know, um, a half million people, or excuse me, killed about 120,000 people, injured another half right. million more. Dr. Meehan, I'm sorry, but we could go on for so long, but I hear <laughs> that music playing. That means, that means we're, yeah, Kathleen's going to close us out here. Thank <laughs> you so much. It's been wonderful. Really, yeah. go to meandmd.com. You'll re- review that, right? Well, yeah, as we've heard today, we do not need artificial, experimental, dangerous injections. We don't need the, to be bullied, and we need informed consent. We need to take care of our own bodies, as Dr. Mian has told us, uh, and, and do our own research. Uh, I just want to say, are you still there, Dr. Mian? I want to say goodbye. Thank you for yeah. being with us. Yes. Oh, it's a blessing. Thank you for what you do. Well, you too. So to bless your neighbor this week, really question blind faith in the medical establishment. You've heard today some of the corruption. There are successful early treatments for COVID and other viral illnesses. Perhaps there are natural solutions to your autoimmune or chronic diseases instead of synthetic pharmaceuticals. Do research and take advantage of knowledge from doctors like Dr. Jim Meehan, who we've really been blessed by today. Join the health freedom movement. Watch online the conference or go to Tulsa, Oklahoma, June 16th. Once again, the website is meandmd.com. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Join us next week at this same time as Kathleen Melanakis, author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian Melanakis, former company president, explore the deeper issues and spiritual forces behind the news and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover more major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. To learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. That's biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. This has been Biblical Citizen Let's Roll on K-Praise.